All right, folks, you know who this is, you know what we're doing here. Uh, we're going to get into this rundown, but really quick, I want to say, you know, we've changed up the format a little bit. Um, we're recording these and putting the segments out um, more frequently. Yep. And uh, on one of the segment videos, we got a comment from a guy named Blake Rose or Black Rose. I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. He misspelled it because he's an idiot. And he said I was hangry in this first story. And I just want to let you know, if I catch you on the street, you're going to find out how hangry I am. Because I'm hangry <laughs> for the blood of my enemies. That's what I'm hangry for. Danny gets all defensive. But, you know, That's we right. all love it. Let's jump into these. St- let's talk about these. Uh, this rundown. So we're going to talk about this first thing, Grubhub. Did they do a marketing faux pas or was it simply genius marketing? We're going to see what they did. We're going to talk about it. He he calls them idiots. I think they're smart. Next up, our good friends from Germany. They are going to resurrect Scout, the great American brand. He can't. All right. Not marketing explainer. That is Danny's viewpoint. Not (laughs) mine. Go ahead. And of course, we're going to jump into this thing about TikTok getting into gaming. Now, mm-hmm. um, after that, they're probably going to get into drawing your blood and they're just going to have a little needle <laughs> pop out of your phone. And then all they want you to do is just eat this little computer chip. It's right. um, it's the size of a pill. You're just going to eat it and it's going to control your brain. It's just DNA. You don't need it's, it. Yes, exactly. And then our, we're going to finish off with a hilarious story about Netflix giving the middle finger to their employees. <laughs> And let me tell you something. I was this close to getting rid of Netflix. I got two subscriptions because of this memo. Now Danny's supporting them. That's awesome. All on Market Explainer this week. Stay tuned. As always, we're on YouTube. You can catch the entire episodes and audio everywhere else you can find them. It's time for Market Explainer, your number one business news podcast. Hosted by... Danny and the big man, and it starts right now. Grubhub, what's going on with it? Well, they're idiots. That's what <laughs> these people yeah. gave out a coupon. It only worked for one day. This was uh-huh. we're recording on the 18th. This happened yesterday on the 17th, right? Yep. It was it was just one day coupon. One coupon for a three hour window. Free delivery. Yeah. $15 order. Which essentially should be free lunch. A free meal. Right, is how they marketed it. Free well, lunch. In Trump's America, free lunch. In Biden's <laughs> America, tack on a blood sample. No, 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 no. And no, a no, pinky no, finger, no. and maybe no. you got something right. No, 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 no. Nonetheless, the- <laughs> yeah. Here's the headline. <laughs> Grubhub was getting 6,000 orders a minute during its promo yesterday that left mm. restaurant workers stressed and customers hangry which i love yeah. that word by the way hangry everybody of course knows. you do you're, you're right. such a gen xer you people love weird uh <laughs> poor man two words that's why we have facebook hey, right it's appealing face book that's all yeah, i'm saying all right it's appealing but, to your people as you said grubhub put out this promo they put right. it out in new york city right right uh only there's nobody who lives there people Eight point three million people. Nobody lives there or gets food delivered, right? Nah. It's a great place to go. You know what? Let's just let everybody have something, right? Yeah. Eight point three million. No big deal. We got this, right? Is that how many orders they got? Or is that how big New York City is? Eight point three is how big New York City is. I'm just saying there is no 
Honestly, no way. I mean, Grubhub would know how many people in that city have their app, but right. they were also using this as a promotion to get new users, right? Okay. Like that was the promotion. Let's get it new could, users by getting new people that don't use it. Right. And giving them credit, right? For free delivery and free food. Yeah. So what in turn happens is the restaurants, they didn't, they didn't alert the restaurants like, hey, this is what we're doing. No, they just no, sprung no, no. it on them, they, right? They didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Smart. They they, this is really they, smart. They're literally in this article and a couple of others that I read that it yeah. literally says it, it identifies certain restaurants and restaurants saying things like, um, let's see here. Restaurants saying things like, we were short staffed today because we didn't expect it's usually one of our slowest days. So when they were short staffed by two extra people. <laughs> well, they're not short staffed. They just don't plan on having staff. Right, because they because they, they don't need it. Yeah, on, on in this particular restaurant, they normally get less than ten uh, Grubhub orders a day. Right, less yeah. than ten a day. Uh, yeah. It it was not less than ten yesterday, and yeah. they didn't have the staff for it. Right, and that's how was many was restaurants? Okay, uh, it didn't say, but they, okay. they they had enough that they ended, they literally started canceling orders. There like you the go. The restaurant Neat. itself was right. just canceling orders. Another restaurant ended up with 47 orders that were never picked up. That's just the ones that were never picked up by Grubhub. Cool. That's so neat. I think that this is really smart of Grubhub, and I think more people will use their service because of this. <laughs> uh, idiots. You Listen, here's what I love, though, right? Uh, I love that a company as big as Grubhub can do something, can can perform a blunder of such heights. Nobody thought to like, nobody, and this is like the, the ethos of Silicon Valley, move fast and break things. So I was like, hey, why don't we just give away a bunch of orders and a bunch of food and we'll get a bunch of people. And it's like that episode of The Office where it's like, you know, the golden tickets all went out in one order mm -hmm. and it so, like, uh, Michael makes uh, Dwight take credit for it, and then it turns out that they got such a large contract out of it that it was worth it. Mm -hmm. And now Michael wants to take credit. It's hilarious that nobody thought to go, hey, wait a minute. Shouldn't we tell all the restaurants on our platform two weeks in advance that we're going to do this uh, how, how does thing. that not happen? I mean, tell me. Grubhub is a multi-billion dollar company, right? Is it really? I, it, it, or is it Silicon Valley multi-billion? It's, it's paper billions. It's paper billion, you know yeah. what I mean, company, right? Meaning transferring, dollars transferring yeah. year in and year out, right? Cash right. coming in and cash coming out. The point, though, is it's, it's a big company, right? Right. It's a big company. How does no one at Grubhub, no one, like, because you don't just... Look, there's things that have to happen for this kind of promo to happen, right? There's a right. marketing team that sees it. There's uh, the tech side has to be prepared for it. Right, right? because they're going to be inundated. Exactly. So the board has to approve, I'm sure, something like this because of the way restaurants it's a lot are of money on the back end. Right. So, there, so this went across the desks, as they say, of right. a lot of people, right? So how does it go through all of these people? It's got to be dozens. Right. It's got to right. be dozens of people's desks and no one, not an intern, not a CEO, not a CFO, right. not a technology guy doesn't raise their hand and go, yo, 
Do you think we need to tell restaurants? Do you think we need to tell the people that are signed up to deliver that day and make right. sure that we have enough? Do you right. think we need to tell, you know what I mean, businesses or whatever, whatever it may be? Don't you think someone should have said, so, hey? Right. So this reminds me of uh, back when Oprah had a TV show on, on a regular network on CBS or whatever. She had done some partnership with KFC where you could print off a coupon on her website and go to KFC and get a free meal. But for whatever reason, they screwed up and you could just print a bunch of new coupons. <laughs> you, you just and copy the coupon, basically. Whatever it was. And some, and so I, I'm not saying this happened, but I'm saying hypothetically, was like printing them out a lot. And then they realized what happened. And then they said, okay, these won't, we're taking it back. Right. But I figured out a way around it. So I was, I'm not saying, I'm saying hypothetically, I might have been selling these to my buddies for two bucks. Right? I'm just saying, like, change yeah. the code on the bottom in Photoshop. <laughs> you're not right? saying that's what you did, but you're just saying, saying that was a possibility. Hypothetically, that's something somebody could have done. Now, uh, now, if I was Grubhub, here's what I would have done. So we're going to do this in two weeks. Find three partners, okay, that have a bunch of locations in New York City mm -hmm. and say, we're going to do this. We're going to pay for all your food. Offer us two meals or one meal that you will offer as part of the promotion. So they can mass produce this one meal over and over and over again. They can get all the staff and they can tell all the drivers. Everybody's getting X number of dollars because most of these Grubhub drivers live on tips. Right. So don't worry about that. For the for all of these runs from these restaurants, all of you line up at these places. Every time you deliver, it's four bucks, whatever. Right. But the idea that me as a podcaster uh, working out of a public library, the fact that I came up with that two seconds ago and I have a foolproof plan on how to make this work and 15 people at a billion-dollar company couldn't uh -huh. have figured that out because they have the resources to get all of that aligned in a matter of two weeks, right? Well, but it probably – these people have probably been working on this for a month, right? Like, Fair enough. That's, that, big companies take time. Right. Like nobody came up with this on Monday and said, hey, let's do this tomorrow because we think it'd be fun. It doesn't happen that way in big business. Right. It has to go through processes and steps and approvals and blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. So so but nobody raised their hand and said, hey, we should do this. So they didn't contact the restaurants. People were look, some people were smart. They knew this was going to happen. Um, the uh, Brooklyn, uh, the Brooklyn Cafe had 200 orders in the first five minutes but for them 200 orders yeah that they, they can't they fill them fill. they can't right. fill them they can't fill them they, in that three hour period they, they, yeah they can fill them in in, in 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 two days probably right well especially if you didn't know look I, my wife runs the pta and the you know what i mean the booster club for our boys football programs and stuff like that Right. She knows that when they order thing for the football team, right, on right. game day, she has to order that two days in advance from Chick-fil-A or from Bush's Chicken or from wherever it is because they're making 150 extra meals on top of whatever they normally do business that day, right? And right. she has to call that in at least 24 hours in advance. Now, she does Correct. it like two days in advance, right? To make because sure. they know they need, right? So, yeah. so you're setting... They Grubhub set everyone up for failure, including themselves. Correct. They set so, everybody up for failure. Exactly. So 
But it, it what, like you said, this here's what fast continues to fascinate me is like they got six. You said six thousand orders a minute. Yeah, Grubhub was processing six thousand orders a minute until their until during this window, their right. app collapsed nice. for a certain period of time, cool. and then came back up and continued right. to process orders. That's so now, cool. Now you're you're processing six thousand orders per minute between that eleven and two p.m., and right. then you turn around and you start getting what. This uh, uh, particular deli didn't know about the promo in advance until one of the customers, his regular customers, came in and told him about it. So he didn't even know, why am I getting all these orders, until a regular customer told him. And then one particular unhappy customer, that meaning she wasn't getting her food, it wasn't right. coming, it was over an hour, she picks up the phone, she calls Grubhub to figure out what was going on. And you right. know how most of these big companies, they have an automated system. Hello, you of call course. Grubhub, um, yeah, yeah. we'll get to you as soon as we can, you are the third in line, yada yada, yeah. right? Okay, you want to take a stab at what number in the queue this lady was? 2,400. Uh, 3,630th. Awesome. We'll get to you when we can. You are number yeah. 3,630. Yeah, I, so I was recently trying to get uh, what's called a uh, global entry. And uh, so you have to do this interview with the TSA to get into this program. So you never, she has to stand in line or whatever. Right, you're pre, yeah, you're pre, pre yeah, whatever. I tried to make an appointment. Bergstrom, I called them up and they're like, yeah, we don't have appointments. Like you can get one. Like, and so I finally find one and it's like, all I have to do is drive to a <clears throat> town in Michigan. But the problem is you cross the border into Canada and then you cross back into the U S and that's the only way to get an appointment or you have to be, you have to. And so I called them up. I'm like, do you guys have like a wait list of like when people get canceled, you whatever. Mm -hmm. Or they canceled. They're like, why would we do that? I'm like, I don't know, because it's I paid you money and I have to get an interview and you don't have. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> look, anything like that bureaucratic, right? They just of course. make it easy. And that, look, here's here's why this happens. And this this is irritates me because they knew this. Here's what actually probably happened. Somebody right. did hold their hand up and said, hey, right. this is going to be chaos. And somebody right. else. To Shot answer it down. that question, said, we don't give a shit. No, I don't think that's what happened. Here's well, what I think happened. Give me a second. Here, before, yeah. before, let me finish my, my thought or I'll lose it. They yep. said, we don't give a shit. And here's why. This is a success for Grubhub. All the restaurants being, all the bad reviews that may go to a restaurant, all the bad reviews that Grubhub may have gotten, all the people that didn't get their food, all the people... It's such a small percentage, and most people, even when they're pissed off, even when they didn't get what they wanted, right, still don't complain. They still don't do anything about it. They don't go online to give Grubhub a bad name. They don't uninstall the app. And every person that signed up, Grubhub now has your telephone number. They now have your email address, which most people on those kind of apps that are interactive like that use their prime. They obviously use their primary phone number because they downloaded the app onto it, and they use their primary email address because it's something they plan on using continuously. So they now have what they wanted, which is your data, right, to push things out to you. So from their standpoint, even if someone did say, "Hey, this is going to be a nightmare," 
they still got what they wanted. So I don't. So here's what I think happened. They're in the boardroom, right? And somebody goes, proposes, because I haven't worked at a big company now in a couple of years. But you don't just come out and say, hey, this is going to be a crap show. We shouldn't do this. You go, how do we handle the potential downside of a large quantity of users engaging with the platform and making sure our partners downstream, blah, 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 blah. I hate, that's the one thing I hate about corporate environments. You have to talk like a Girl Scout and you have to like piddly foot around and be like, I really don't want to offend anybody's precious feelings because you don't care about offending the people who work beneath you or the people who work work beside you. If you piss off an executive because they have weak, weak egos, you lose your job. Uh, so I think that's getting uh, less and less with the advent of Gary Vee, Michael Dell, yeah. Elon Musk, right? Uh, Jeff Bezos. These are guys that that talk the rough, way they talk. They're right. rough around the edges. They're consistently. I guarantee you that they talk to everybody around them the same way. They right? talk and on screen. Kind of yeah. And and in Gary Vee, he's literally said this. You need that kind of abruptness to right. to to make sure that you're not surrounding yourself with yes men, right? Le- right. With yes so, people. So, so nonetheless, nonetheless, it would appear though to me like like they said, hey, this isn't going to work, and the executive goes, no, it's going to work. You're going to make it work. And you don't have any extra time, and it's got to be a surprise, right? Like <laughs> this does like sound like one of those CEOs that surrounds yeah. himself, with himself yes or herself with yes men, right. yes people, right? And they had this idea, and then just and everybody said, uh, but 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 no, just make it work. This is my right. idea, damn it. Elon Musk yeah. is buying Twitter. I want to give away right. free lunch to New Yorkers. <laughs> That's right? right. And they and they were all like. What do we do? We can't tell him this is stupid. So right. what do we do? Right? We just let it fail. Yeah. And that so I I I have a I, I did a one class at the University of Minnesota where everyone in my family went to that school. <clears throat> I did a management course and I re- only remember one thing from the class. And he's and the, the professor who is an executive at one of the big medical devices company in the Twin Cities said. If you're in a boat that's sinking, make sure you get everybody in it, which his theory was like, if your boss says something is a dumb idea and you have to do it like because you can't fight them on it, make sure you get everybody like, we're all going to drown together, buddy. And all all I can think is, all I can think is that (laughs) there's three people, let's say there's 15 people out of that and three of them are like, this is stupid. And they're all just like, okay, everybody get the boat. This is all our idea, right? right. Everybody turns into a socialist and there's a crap idea, right? Because it's we all of a sudden, right? It's, it's the hammer and sickle the minute, it's, uh, the minute it's all going down. But this is fascinating to see, and here's what I love about it, right? There's still room for disruption. These people Absolutely. are ripe to get, like, this isn't, the, 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 these aren't settled. These corporations aren't settled in anything. There's always going to be room for disruption because this is how stupid the billion-dollar version of food delivery app exists where there is no happy customer with any of these food delivery services. There is nobody who's happy. The restaurant hates it. The the delivery person hates it. And you on the end go, I just paid $40 to get a burrito from Chipotle. 
Right. right? I, I can just order it off the app and walk in and pick it up. But they they hate it, but do it every day. They hate right. it, but they pay. They hate Correct. it, but they pay, and they're counting on that. Correct. Look, and look, if if I if I owned Bob's food delivery in in Harlem, I would run this. I would do this right next Tuesday at three restaurants like you said with a smaller menu here's your options right. i would run it so and then everybody would be talking about how awesome it was that right. bob's delivery service in harlem or, was amazing because they did it right like it would be or, a nationwide right. story that Correct. bob's delivery you know food delivery in harlem did it right when grubhub didn't if i owned a, del- a food delivery service right like i know here in cedar park there's two or three like independent favor they own favor. three cars well no, yeah. no other than like favor like they're true oh, really? independent food delivery okay. all by themselves right um and that's uh, fascinating that that exists well, yeah, and and the biggest one I know, he has three cars. I think he okay. only runs for dinner. It, it's like from four to eight. Don't, okay, like, and he stays. Him and the two other cars he owns stay busy between that four and eight. They make really? a lot of money. They make, you know what I mean. It's one of those where he cars. He's carved out his niche. Anyway, I digress. Before we end this, I want to give a shout out. If anybody knows the Mexican restaurant in Harlem. Because it doesn't give the name of the Mexican restaurant in Harlem. It just says okay. Mexican restaurant in Harlem. There's a restaurant worker there by the name of Lily that was in charge of packing orders yesterday, trying to get all these orders out. Realized that Grubhub wasn't getting there to pick up some of these orders. And I guess they must have a loyal fo- following. And Lily must know all these people. She ordered an Uber and delivered 11 of these meals herself paying an uber to deliver these to those i mean that's that's above and beyond right she deserves props to her going hey i love my customers i'm gonna get this right. food to them. <clears throat> now because otherwise if there's one thing growing up in an immigrant household from people who came from a small village where food it wasn't scarce but it was also like it was never plentiful like it was in america which was actually one of the things one of my uncles said was like hey Grocery stores are a thing, grand like dad. We have to stay. He's like, we can just go to the grocery store and get, and I don't have to bribe people to get my driver's license. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but you know, uh, I hate wasting food, right? Sure. So, like, even if I'm like, I'm not going to eat this whatever at a restaurant. I have this weird thing about I can't throw it away, right? right. So I'll I'll take it home and I'll reheat it, and it's not as good. But I still like I feel. And I, I try really hard to adopt the mindset of plentiful and abundance right. rather than lack. But there's one area of life that will never change for me, which is food. As you can see, I built a temple to not throwing <laughs> anything in the garbage. Well, <clears throat> I have three boys at home, so they're human garbage disposals. So everything yes. in any restaurant that doesn't get eaten comes home and eventually and it's gone. it does. It gets shoved down somebody's face hole. Yeah, that's good. So in closing, I, you know, closing out the story, I just want to say one thing. New York remains a garbage trash hole. Do not come to Austin, Texas. We are full. We don't want your leftover garbage. Uh, move to Seattle. Move to Portland. Don't come here. We don't want to see you. If I see you on South Congress with your New York license plates, it's going to get thrown down. And let me tell you something. You think you know how it goes down because you lived in Queens your whole life. You don't know how it goes down in Texas. All right. That we don't. <laughs> I get prosecuted here in Texas. All right. They prosecuted. <laughs> What'd you do? You dragged the New Yorker out of his car and you taught him some sense the old fashioned way. You gave him some Southern justice and now he moved to Kansas. 
<laughs> Thanks. They're not. They're not. They're not going to prosecute me. They're throwing me a parade. That's okay. Right. That, that, did you kick that carpetbagger's ass? I like. That's that, right. Yeah. I, I, they're hoisting is. me up on their shoulders at the freaking football game at the high school, <laughs> and they're saying this is our hero. Okay. Our Texan of the week is Danny from Market Explainer. He whooped that carpetbagger's ass down right. on South. Himself a carpetbagger, so he's allowed to do it. <laughs> Beating up carpetbaggers is like using that special N word. If you're one of them, you can you can do it. No, right? It is not. Danny doesn't mean that. Danny does not represent the big man or market explainer. He is completely on his own on that. That's now, correct. S- since you've already pissed everybody off, would you like to tell them about our Patreon before we wrap it up? Of course, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Market Explainer. We are always trying new things and experimenting with different formats here market explainer but our full episodes always go up first and only on patreon listen we're trying to grow that thing so right now everything's free on there you can just go watch it Mm -hmm. but at some point in time we're gonna goose you and you're gonna have to pay money so (laughs) go there while it's free howdy y'all we're back and right now we're gonna talk about it it's finally happening i have pushed for the story by the way I had to convince the big man that we were going to talk about this. Mm, that's true. Fascinating, interesting thing has happened. Uh, Volkswagen. So Volkswagen, for for those of you uninitiated, uh, you know, the United States, they're not a huge brand. They're a brand. They're a big brand. They sell cars. People buy them. I, uh, you know, at the There's probably of the a reason for that, Danny. hundred years ago. So. Yeah. Well, but anyway, go ahead. I digress. Okay, well, I'm just saying. All right. We all know uh, who makes the Beatle, right? The Volkswagen yes, Beatle. Uh, yes, right. okay. Yeah. A, a guy who, Charlie Chaplin-esque looking fellow. <laughs> um, very interesting mustache, very eloquent speaker, apparently. Yes, yes, Marched yes. kind of funny. Uh-huh. Uh, so a certain reputation. Hey, they're big in Mexico. Just our, 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 our mm-hmm. friends to the South here, our cousins to the South. Yeah. They built that original Beatle till 2003, by the way. Fascinating information. Uh, uh, yeah, and they'll continue to bring it back because everybody and their dog since look, I, right. look great car. Anyway, that's not the track. point, though. That's not the right. point of the story. Go ahead. Interesting little piece of tidbit. I'm a, I'm a business nerd, so I love talking about this stuff. Volkswagen bought a part of a company called Navistar, which is a commercial engine manufacturer. They built the 7.3 diesel engine that was in Ford's for the longest time that everybody thought was the greatest V8 diesel engine you know yes. our, our friend danny uh i'm not gonna say his last name the mortgage guy danny you know what i'm talking about yep. right he has a 7.3 old, old body style ford f-150 and i said if you ever sell this thing and don't call me he said you're gonna have to kill one of my sons first because they're in line for this i was like you gotta call well, me when you get and ford bought it from what was originally international international harvester right, <laughs> right. so all of this to say Volkswagen ends up with this name, Scout. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> if you pay attention to cars like I do, you saw that uh, Ford brought the Bronco back, and they initially were going to bring back the Bronco Scout, which was going to be a smaller version, which they ended up calling Bronco Sport, which ended up coming out first, and every hairstylist I know traded in her Wrangler to get one. <laughs> I know a lot of hairstylists. <laughs> a lot of my exes are hairstylists. Um, so the, the, uh, the Bronco sport garbage, complete garbage. It's basically a SUV. Uh, it's a crossover. It's look, it's a, it's a car that looks like yeah. a tiny SUV. That's all it is. Yeah. Which is, Hey, it's marketing. 
That's what companies are for. Yeah. Right? So Volkswagen ends up with this historic American nameplate, Scout. International Harvester was this company that made tractors. Mm-hmm. Big man just informed me before in the pre-show that his, they used to have an International Harvester truck on the farm That's where he right. grew up. And uh, they just they stopped making vehicles for the public in the what the late seventies maybe. Yeah, that, up until I think seventy six was when International technically you know what I mean stopped making um, anything but diesel engines right, right at that point. But yeah, it was in the mid seventies and uh, previous to that, and you and I had talked about it. They originally were supposed to be a government contractor type of company, um, yep. but Jeep won that bid. We all know and have seen yeah. movies and military Jeeps and and this kind of yeah. stuff. The Scout was essentially named because it was originally supposed to be a scout vehicle in the military it didn't make it that way obviously didn't get the contract so they continued well hey we've got this we've making this you know car and we're gonna sell them and uh and we you and i were talking it created the vehicle some vehicles chevelle's old mustangs um you know even el caminos back in the day some vehicles back in the day created a cult following if you were an el camino guy you are still an el camino guy in 2022 right that's right most most uh listeners may not even know what an el camino is look it up you're gonna see that it's a car and a truck combined in a very weird way but if you were an el camino guy you are still an el camino guy it's um, the automotive mullet, right? It's a uh, right. business Absolute, in the front, party in the back. And that if you're an El Camino guy, describe an automotive mullet. Yeah, and if you're an El Camino guy in 2022, you have a mullet, right? You have you, a hockey you mullet. Might, you might have, but in yeah. this way, the Scout back then, the International Scout, still yeah. to this day, people love huge following. Yeah, they they have a huge following. So Volkswagen ends up with the name, and they say in 2026, we're going to bring this brand back as an EV only brand. Now, here's why I fought for the story. And I fought like it was nom, baby. I mean, like that's how I was fighting for the story. Um, here's why it's fascinating. They have the board of Volkswagen has approved that this new brand will be sold direct to consumer. So the Vol- Volkswagen's existing <clears throat> dealer base is saying, Hey, you're about to cut us out of this new piece of business. Right. They're trying to go the Tesla model, which Tesla right. uh, has has tried. Now, certain states, different laws, including Texas, that Tesla still cannot direct to consumer in the state of Texas. Right. So Volkswagen. But Vol- look, Volkswagen is banking on that Tesla is going to get this figured out in all these states by right. 2026 when this right. is supposed to come out. They right. um, are also banking on. Look, this isn't a new idea. We live in a copycat business world. General mm-hmm. Motors did this a year ago with Hummer. Right. Right. That they're revitalizing the Hummer. Right. Right. Which traditionally does. There's an old there's an old joke and that I forget the comedian that said it back when Hummers, when they started selling them to regular people instead of being a military vehicle. And then they had the Hummer, the H2, the H3 right. that just became more and more regular SUVs instead of Hummers. And right. it, the, the comedian, it was famous. It was like, yeah, I own a Hummer because fuck the environment. Right. So. Now, I agree with that sentiment. Now, the electric Hummer does a much better job of doing that to the environment than anybody that any of these eco fascists will ever admit to. Right. But turning around 10 years later and making the Hummer an EV. Right. Is like this big. Right. Well, that's what Volkswagen is doing. 
Right. So if we remember, we did this story, I can't remember when, uh, a couple of weeks ago, about Volkswagen was shipping some EVs from Germany. Yep. And uh, oopsie daisy, a billion dollars they lost on this thing catching on fire. So yeah. Volkswagen goes, hey, guess what, guys? We're not going to keep shipping these EVs here. So they're going to build a factory for this new brand, Scout. And they said, hey, we're going to revive this. So they're doing a couple things, which I think is interesting. Here's a major established automaker bringing back an old brand that has a bunch of heritage in the United States. Now, Volkswagen, again, like I was saying in the beginning, doesn't have the strongest foothold, but is always competing with Toyota to be number one. Toyota competes in, the world, in this in the, in the world. world. Yeah. And Toyota competes. This is how they compete. We're Toyota everywhere. Everywhere we go, we're Toyota. Volkswagen's, I actually learned this week that Toyota, their headquarters is literally yeah. in Toyota, Japan. Like the city. Yes. There's a city named Toyota. Named Toyota. With a D, right? Because well, the original, the family's name is a D. But I didn't know that, you know, like yeah. that's, that's the craziest thing that Toyota yeah, so the, the CEO so the CEO of Toyota is the grandson of, I think it's Ichiro Toyota uh, with a D. Right, right, something like that. I knew he ran yeah. it, but again, having so the, the city. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, I mean, hey, so, but Volkswagen has done this thing where they acquired companies. They acquired Audi. They acquired Porsche. Mm-hmm. They acquired, uh, um, uh, oh, shoot, Lamborghini. They own all this, all these uh, Bentley they became big through acquisitions. They became big through attrition. They and now you know they 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 acquire a lot of stuff, but they have a procedure where they where they Volkswagenify a brand where they buy it. Mm-hmm. And actually, it, it's it's worked for them. So you know you know if you look at the Seat Cupra, which is a vehicle we don't get here, they get it in Spain. I mean, like it's it's just a like it's a GTI. Like we get it here as something else, but nonetheless. This is an established brand bringing back an old name. So if you look at Rivian, Lucid, all these other companies, they have these names that no one really like. Where do they come from, right? Well, no, because they're a new car company. There's no, yeah. there is no loyalty. There's no, there's right. already, there's no foundation of loyalty already there. So Volkswagen was very successful in bringing back the Beetle, right? The new Beetle, and all they did was copied the old shape and took a bunch of crap that they already had at the factory from a Volkswagen Golf or a Polo, and they just threw it all there and said, we made it round on the top. And they just sold a bajillion of them, right? Well, this is already this is always befuddled me when it comes to automakers because foreign automakers, Volkswagen, right, back in the day, even all of your, your uh, like you said, Ferrari and all these different kinds of things, they 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 would do what when you say Volkswagenification, essentially what they're saying is, well, I bought this brand. I'm going to put a very similar engine that I use already in Volkswagen engine, and I'm going to put that engine in that car. When Chrysler right. originally or Mercedes bought Chrysler or Chrysler bought Mercedes, I don't remember which, essentially they took all of the Chrysler engines out of all cars and replaced them with the much better, much more stable Mercedes engine. And you were driving around in a Chrysler that had a Mercedes engine in it because that's what they do. They use their best technology and that way right. they can make much more for much less expensive. And that's the way Volkswagen goes about their business. Well, well technically what they did was Mercedes said, Hey, here's all this crap we don't use anymore and gave it to Chrysler. It wasn't as direct as because 
they kept calling it a merger of equals, but it wasn't because it was like, no, 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 no you're no, beneath no, no. us. You get our old crap. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you see some guy <clears throat> within a Hellcat, like a, a, a Challenger Charger Hellcat, that's literally an E-Class Mercedes from the 90s. Absolutely. They've retooled it a bunch, but the, nonetheless, they're going to, they're, so they're, so they're, they're, they're cherry picking of a bunch of different stuff from other manufacturers. They're using Tesla's direct to consumer model. They're using an American brand that used to exist. They're reviving. And so they're reviving an American brand. And here's why in a, in a sea of, of electric SUV competitors, this, this plan works because it's an established automaker like Volkswagen who knows how to build cars. Volkswagen knows what it means to build a car. Rivian doesn't have a clue versus Tesla. Rivian, Lucid, all these new electric car companies don't know what they're doing. I just saw a Rivian yesterday at the Infinity Viewer. It looks stupid. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a tiny truck. It reminds me of the old S10 Chevrolet. But it, look, yeah. you're, you're, Danny's making a prediction. Again, we're talking yes. 2025, 2026, maybe even 2027 if it's an Elon Musk kind of thing where they push it right. back a year or whatever. So we're talking about in the future. Now, I, and you you make a valid point on that it is an American brand they're trying to bring right. back by name. Now, right. Volkswagen is obviously a German company. They are trying right. to – Toyota did this with the Tundra back in 2007 when they went to the full-size – when Toyota became uh, a full-size pickup truck. Right. Right. Where it wasn't. It was a three quarter truck. Then they went to a full size. But what they did when they did that is they go, hey, we're going to make an American truck and we're going to make it in America. San Antonio, Texas. Texas, Right. That's right. So we're going to make an American truck and we're going to make it in America, even though it's still a Toyota. Right. Right. And Volkswagen doing the same thing. They want to bring back an American name. They want to build it at least initially in America. Right. As an EV vehicle to try and. Now, in their estimations, they're trying to double their American market share, which currently is anywhere from 3 to 5%, depending on the year. So right. when you're talking about in America, it's a small, small percentage of the overall market. Right. But I think it's easier to capture the EV buyer with a heritage nameplate that it feels cool that you have. I drive a Scout. Now, if you tell someone you drive a Rivian, they're like, what's that? And right. In the future, they're going to say, how do you get that repaired? Because didn't they go bankrupt after Ford sold off all their shares? Amazon took it in the pants because of Rivian. The last guy holding the bag is George Soros. I'm even afraid to say his name. I believe it conjures a demon. I don't know if that's true or not. Hail Mary, full of grace. Like, uh, that's great. Anyway, yeah. you, you you have a point. I just don't know that it's going to work. This is actually so, my issue with most EV manufacturers. Why would you right. go out and buy a Lucid EV or a right. you know Stellantis if Ford's going to make EVs? If well, General no, Stel- Motors are going to make Stellantis EVs? is Chrysler, but you, no, well, I know you what you're saying. What I'm, saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, Stel- why would not you... Stellantis? What's the one that sounds like that? That's also another EV that uh, there's make a bunch right now. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. But the point is, why would you buy a Rivian? Why would you buy a Lucid? Why would you buy any of these? Tesla has proven that it can sell vehicles. But let me tell you something. I don't know about where you live, but if you drive around to the higher-end used car dealers in your town or your your big metropolitan area, you know what you're going to see a bunch of sitting in the lot? Teslas, right? So I know people who bought the Tesla, tried to live with it for a couple of months. I know somebody who tried to live with it for a year can't just for them it doesn't work 
I know people who own it as a third vehicle, right? They have they have two or three vehicles, and this is like okay, we're adding a for them it works, right? So, <clears throat> and I'm not bashing Tesla. I love the company. No. Love Elon Musk. I'm yeah. just saying they they have to go through. There's a reason that these car manufacturers, a lot of them, Volkswagen, General Motors uh Stellantis being what was Chrysler right for right. that have been around for a hundred plus years. They figured right. out how to make cars a hundred years ago and have right. continued to make that. Tesla hasn't been through that. Right. right. So so what Volkswagen has is they have manufacturing prowess. They already manufacture cars in North America down in Mexico right now. I think they have a plant in the US in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, there are U.S. headquarters is Chattanooga, Tennessee. I tried to go work for Gary V in Chattanooga when he bought, when he got that deal with them. It didn't work, obviously. I, they didn't even call me back. And they told me never to call them again and asked me to leave their headquarters, which was offensive, but okay. <laughs> um, uh, they, have, they have a heritage American brand that has mm-hmm. a reputation when it comes to off-roading and stuff like that. You have a swell of interest. And, you know, this is something that big men and I didn't discuss, but overlanding, right? People going out into nature, the Panini accelerated what was already happening where people are like, why do I want to go on a vacation to Mazatlan or why, or, or uh, Tulum, right? When I can go drive in nature in America and live in a van like a weirdo. And put a satellite on top <clears throat> where I can still have internet, right? And right. still have TV and whatever. And, and you start combining this there's 15 different markets at here markets at play here where Chevrolet's Bronco or sorry Ford's Bronco mm-hmm. is a commercial success but a mechanical failure right okay so they're going to end up beating Ford to the punch Chevy who even knows I mean GM brought the Hummer back but I think they sold they think they delivered 15 of them this year and then recalled all 15 of them for <laughs> right. fire hazards. Well, like but where where it's gonna where again, this is I think Volkswagen has a better shot than say Rivian or Lucy yes. because they know yes. how to make a car, right? They're That's gonna what I'm figure saying. it out. General Motors and Ford are going to pierce the EV market when Ford right. starts delivering the the F one fifty lightning. Because Correct. if you own a Ford F-150, if you're a Ford guy, they already have brand loyalty, right, Ford? Right. And if you're an F-150 guy, that's how you penetrate the U.S. market. You come out, right. with, the Ford, you come out with the truck, right? General Motors Hummer, forget General Motors Hummer EV. What they need to make, and they are, right, is the Sierra Electric, I forget what it's called, the Bolt, yeah. right, the Bolt. So No, no, they're, they're, they're coming out with a Silverado EV. It looks right, like an old Avalanche. Isn't it called the yeah. Bolt? No, the this... bolt is there. The bolt is the EUV, which is like a. It's a. It looks like a tall wagon. It looks like a Subaru kind of. Oh, okay. The bolt okay. is that. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Is so, a, but 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 I know they're making a Silverado EV, yes, right? Yeah. And Ford's is called Lightning, the F one fifty Lightning, right? So that's yeah. when you penetrate the American market. Is when you start right. making what looks like a truck, which is what Americans want to drive, right? Right. And it's and it's an electronic vehicle. Um, and then you can push into the SUV market, which Volkswagen right. has done one thing I think very intelligent in this. And and this is what I call copycat business model is they say, hey, we're not going to try and compete while all of y'all are trying to figure this out. We're going to compete right. three or four years from now. We're going to set the infrastructure. And then right. when everybody's figured everything out, we're right. going to just copy that. Right. Because and there's no such thing as a secret anymore. Right. Right. And, and so... 
I, maybe were you thinking of Fisker when you were saying Stellantis? I mean, there's, there's yes. Fix, Fisker, Lordstown. There's so many of these EV uh, pop that popped up. And those uh, are the, just the ones in America. When you talk about the right. ones that are over in Asia, there's Correct. another half a dozen um, EV that companies we, over in Asia that right. I think there's only one of them that actually makes cars yet. Right? right, and the rest of them are in that pre "we're gonna yeah, make yeah, yeah. cars" stage, but right. um, it, I, I think it's got a chance. I think it's got a better chance than the other ones you just listed off. hundred um, percent. Never been a Volkswagen guy. Never been. I love the original Volkswagen Beetle. It will. Right. I mean that they were go kart engines. You could fix them yeah. constantly, Easy. easily. I've taught people how to work on engines using Volkswagen engines because they are right. so simple. So simple, yeah. Um, but. I'm obviously a German company, just never been a big fan of their cars, their luxury vehicles, any of it. Not but a idea. If, if they come out and they do the marketing right and they go, hey, we're like Toyota did, again, follow their game plan. We're going to build it in America for Americans, right? right? And it's EVs, so it's the new hottest topic. And they do it right, meaning they do learn from Ford and Chevrolet, whatever mistakes that Ford and Chevrolet make over the next couple of years. And they right. go, Hey, we need to not do X. We need to not do Y. And right. if there just so happens to be a battery breakthrough between now and then they could be poised right in the middle to just right. start. We don't have any um, legacy batteries. We're starting right. with the newest technology. Correct. Just a little tidbit, uh, you know, for those, if you actually, you know, want to buy a classic Beetle, don't go searching to the United States to get one. Hop down to good old Mexico because you can import one uh, that's 25 years old. And they made them till 2003, and I think in 93 is where they switched the manufacturing process. So they kind of went. Doo, 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 doo. But before that, you can just start importing like an 80s, like, you know, a 40 year old design from the 80s uh -huh. that they kept making. And so. even on top of that, and I know this because I was looking into it for my children at one point, is you can buy one of those old school manual Beatles, Beatles yeah. and for about $3,000, buy an EV kit, kit. that yep. specifically fits with that transmission. So you Everything, pull that, yeah. you put, it's, it's all laid out specifically yep. for Volkswagen Beetle. It's, it it's slides plug and right play. in, it's plug yep. and play, and you now have an EV 1960s, 70s Beetle, right? Right. How how many miles do those get? Like you probably get like what a hundred miles on a charge with one of those things. It's like a hundred and fifty, depending because it, it depends on how many batteries hey, you put in. Where your kid? Where's your kid going that it needs over one hundred fifty miles? Right. Oh, but that's my. That was why I was looking into them is because right. hey, I could teach them and I have engines by right. pulling apart an, a Volkswagen engine, yeah. putting it back together, right or whatever, right. and then make them help me convert it to an electric, and then right. they have a school car that they're driving up and down the street to go to school. Right, yeah. or whatever, because they're getting close to that age. So if you can get a good deal on an old Volkswagen from Mexico, or you can yeah. find them around town, or you can find you them can, around but Texas, right? You, you're going to get a cleaner one down in Mexico, is all I'm saying. And then you spend two or three thousand dollars on converting it to an EV. It's right. not sixty thousand dollars for a new Ford Lightning, right? Right. So, so the only problem is your football player sized sons aren't going to fit in there. Not all three of them. <laughs> They need three. They need one they each. They need three, but then they yeah. would treat them as, you know, crash cars okay. or, or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Know. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, this is a story here on Market Explainer we're going to continue to follow. Yeah. We're going to follow up on. The, one of the reasons I pitched the story and was able to sell it to the big man was, hey, we're going to track this thing till the plant opens. 
We're going to the opening of the plant, as Mark explained. We're going to be there. They're like, who are these two weirdos? <laughs> We've invited ourselves. And when Correct. Danny shimmies into the middle to grab yep. the scissors, yeah, we yeah, record yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, of course, the trial will be public, so that will come out. And then, yeah. So we'll televise it like the death per trial. There you go. That's, yeah, there you go. All right. All right. Well, who's our well, sponsor, Danny? <clears throat> I want to tell you about Big Man Gear. You can go to bigmangear.com. You can learn all about the big man's brand. That's this guy. He has a t shirt brand. He sells graphic t shirts. They're fun shirts. Uh, they're printed and delivered by Amazon, making everybody's life easier. Go to bigmangear.com. They'll take you to the Amazon store and check it out. So this next story, fascinating enough, TikTok plans to push heavy into gaming and might even let gaming live streamers play with viewers. Now, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm a little alarmed by TikTok's <laughs> rise and capture of the American eyeballs. So my first intro to TikTok was really... Jacob Sartorius, and I was telling you this in the in the prep hour, you know, our mm-hmm. pre-show. There's a lot of stuff that I may very one day have to explain to a federal prosecutor. Like, I promise <laughs> it's not what it looks like. I wasn't looking at a, a teenage boy wiggling his dick for it was it was so, for so the file when you sit down in front of the yes. FBI, CIA is like this yeah. thick of right. let's talk about June nineteenth. <laughs> 2007 and i and i just want to be like i was it was for science i swear man no but it just popped up on my computer what am i supposed to do right um but you know the uh musically was this app that had captured the attention of zoomers who at the time were in the sixth they were in junior high now zoomers out here getting mortgages getting old is weird but that's just the way things are but um so this app it, it eventually got acquired or as, assumed by I think Tencent owned Musically and it just merged it with TikTok. I don't quite understand how that happened, but in the last, I, I mean, I would say Panini through now. I mean, well, ByteDance I believe acquired everything. You know what I mean? They they took Musically it, and they acquired everything. It's called ByteDance. B Y T E D A N C E is the right, current but, company that owns TikTok. Isn't ByteDance owned by Tencent? I don't know that information. I apologize. Okay. Maybe we should be market, I'm guessing, instead of market <laughs> explainer. I don't I don't know, man. You know what I mean? But ByteDance is the current owner of TikTok. And while Danny's looking that up, what I didn't know mm-hmm. about TikTok is TikTok apparently as ByteDance has been around since 2016, but we mm-hmm. all know it really from the last 18 months or so. Right. Right. Like during the Panini, it became very popular. It became very popular in the United States. Right. And that kind of stuff. And, you know, got into the whole politics, almost kicked out of America in the very beginning because it was a Chinese company. Yada, yada. Right. And it still is a Chinese company. But here's what I didn't know reading through this article. I mean, I knew, obviously, I'm a TikToker. We have a TikTok account. Market Explainer. Look us up. Follow us. All that stuff. I love TikTok. My wife is addicted to TikTok. She will literally sit there and have a TV show on the television and scroll through TikTok. She has now become yes. that person. Anyway, my point Wait, though did is, did you know? I'm ahead. sorry, I got to make a reference to this. I'm still a person who watches The Simpsons. Don't, don't, don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I don't blame you. And uh, Charlie D'Amelio, world famous TikToker, again 
can't have an opinion without going to prison, so I'm not going to have one. But my opinion, if I did have one, would be good for her for monetizing her tushy. Good for you. Hey, Being whatever. Seven, 16 years old and monetizing your uh, behind. Um, hey, she's a, she's an adult now. She's an adult now. So, right. so is the older sister, which is more interesting. But <clears throat> she was on The Simpsons and she literally like someone was like, so wait, what do you do? And she goes, I make dance videos you watch while your TV is on. <laughs> well, or something you know, to that effect. It's so much so that, again, I didn't know until reading this article. I knew it was popular, but they have a billion daily users. A billion daily users. That is insane. That's yeah. an insane number. So the fact that they want to turn around and not just be a content generating machine, they want to get into gaming, they want to right. get into anything, it is not surprising to me. You have a captivated <clears throat> audience right. of people that are watching videos anywhere from, you know, most of them are 60 seconds, right? Some of them are up to three right. minutes. You have this captivated audience of not only people I would love to see, and they're never because they're a Chinese company going to release this data, but right. to see what is the average Texan, for example, how much yeah. time are they spending on TikTok, right? Like, right. so it's I an just insane wanna, amount. I just want to say this as a disclaimer we here at the Market Explainer Show, which includes myself, Danny, and the big man, we just want to say we welcome the Chinese overlords. We're not angry <laughs> at you. All right. We're, we're ready to bend the knee here. No, no, um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm a Texan. I don't bow down to nobody. All right. Let's, so let, let me tell you something. I'm just saying that for the goof. But um, <clears throat> I, I want to know that, too. And what's interesting is, um, so it is true that Tencent owns, has invested in part of ByteDance. So. Okay. Um, Tencent also owns WeChat and WeTV. Now, the reason yeah. I wanted to, uh, the reason that connection is important is uh, I remember watching, it was either a Business Insider video, Business Insider's garbage. Um, I'm backing El Prez against uh, Business Insider, but it was some video from some other main, you know, corporate news outlet, which they're all garbage. We're much better, but that WeChat is this ridiculous app that's like basically an operating system, which you go on your phone and you open up WeChat. And not only do you chat to people, you watch WeTV, which is owned by Tencent, which is Tencent is the largest streamer of TV uh, content in China. So wow. it makes sense that they would own TikTok because they want their, if they're Netflix of China, they want to own the same thing. I, Correct. I mean, what I'm saying is so they want to be Netflix and YouTube. Right. They want to be produced and user generated. Well, so, so I learned from this article, not only are they getting a billion, a, uh, a billion users, daily unique active users, users yeah. daily active users. Uh, it has become in 2022 so popular that on certain days it challenges Google as the most visited website in the world. That is Oops. insanity. And as a, as a Texan myself, I like to ask myself, which devil do I trust, right? <laughs> if I, which overlord am I more interested in, uh, you know, um, being lorded over by? Like, which change do I want? Do I want the Chinese ones or whatever? But I... Um, Google Why has this? become obviously we all talk about it, right? Well, I'll just yeah. just Google it, right? It's become it's, Google has become well, part of our vernacular. It's so speak popular. for yourself. I always say just brave search it. That's what I always say. What, I used yeah, to say sure. 
duck, 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 duck go, go it. Right. But then they screwed up with the whole Russia thing. So middle fingers to them. Um, <clears throat> uh, Danny's still using Safari. So you know how that goes. Um, I don't even have an Apple computer. How do I use Safari? <laughs> Well, look, TikTok, to get back to the story, TikTok um, quietly, I didn't know this again until reading this article last year, acquired a small gaming company, right, Right. Uh, called Moonton Technology. Um, It's a gaming studio, right? Look, TikTok, TikTok could be one of these things in the next decade, the next five to ten years, that becomes the next... Amazon or Facebook, Meta, whatever, because they can easily learn. For example, one of the things they've learned from Facebook and YouTube is the fact that uh, why charge people? Why charge the average everyday person when I can give it to those billion users for free? I can just charge advertisers anything I want if I have that billion users, right? I can have game developers game studios all of, i can provide gaming for free through my app because i'm just going to charge right uh promotions and stuff on it so i'm going to charge companies on the back end and keep it free for the user and just right. rake in the cash because of the sheer numbers you and i have said this for years that and and it's becoming more i think especially small and medium uh, companies are catching on to it. You know, right. the, the whole age of the influencer, right? The Well, I have 3 million followers. You should give me free crap or whatever. Well, that doesn't right. translate to sales, right? Correct. I think big corporations still are so far behind in that they want eyeballs. They don't, they don't even know how or if it translates into any business at all. But Coca-Cola will throw marketing dollars at anything because they have right. an unlimited cash flow, right? Um, the right. NFL is going to throw money behind anything because they have endless cash flow. So anything right. that shows numbers, and if you as a company, TikTok in this case, goes, hey, I have a billion people come to my app every single right. day. People are going to throw money at them to have their brand as a sponsor, you know right. what I mean, as people flip through. And I remember this, this reminds me of that uh, Ricky Gervais was hosting some award show and he said to the audience, he's like, okay, everyone here is a friend of, um, you know, uh, Harvey Weinstein. And the audience kind of goes, boo, not boo. They kind of whatever hiss at him. And he Mm -hmm. goes, don't do that. Don't do that. He goes, if ISIS started a streaming platform, you'd call up your agent to see if you could get on it. (laughs) And the reason I say that is corporations, Listen, I, I'm a guy with deep, strong morals, okay, with, with ethics and all this other stuff. But when it's time to make money, all oh, that's out the window, pal. Okay, I was going to say, all right, there, I, 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 everybody that's watched this, ep- this uh, podcast knows that Danny likes to play it uh, soft and loose with the Fast ethics and, and morals when it comes well, to well, no, uh, business. And let me explain what I mean by that, which is if, if, if someone comes to me and says, I want you to do some consulting, and the consulting is... Yeah, I'm going to sit down and chat with them about starting a podcast for 10 hours. And I'm just going to give them some ideas. Nothing is concrete. It's not useful. I've actually done this before. I've gotten paid for this before, not podcasting, but just consulting on marketing where I don't actually do anything. I just sit there and talk and they furiously take notes and they pay me a check and then don't do anything I said. And then three years later, they hire some other consultant and then they end up doing it. But I'm just saying like, 
I mean, like, I don't think there's value in it, but value is subjective. That company's writing me a check because they believe and they rendered a service. I'm just going to let them write a check. What do I care if I don't think it's worth anything? You know what I'm saying? Well, and Danny and I have had this conversation because we both yeah. get into these kinds of situations. And I'm like, yeah. I don't really, you know, because I get tied to those things where Danny doesn't right. necessarily get as tied. But look, you're talking, to it. you're talking about a company. Again, I sit here on TikTok. My wife sits here on TikTok. It's free for us to use. Uh, just like YouTube, you, I, and other people are creating their content, right? You are the product. We are the product. Um, their forecasted um, uh, their forecasted turnover already this year is $11 billion. Okay. Okay. So, so when I sit here and I look at it and go through this, they've almost perfected. When you watch YouTube, when you watch this right. podcast or any other, you know, any other content on YouTube, it right. is very clear that you come to a point, it switches to a commercial, and right. now it switches to two commercials, right? They they back to back commercials, right, or whatever, right. and then you go back to your content. TikTok has figured out, unless you it's know seamless. exactly where to look for that sponsor, where it says sponsored content, right. TikTok has figured out how to make it almost seamless that right. you're looking, whether you're looking at an ad or you're looking at, they've made it very easy for their content creator, their big content creators to create right. ads right that look very like, simply yeah. very simple because they're using their same you know call me chris again she makes ads right. for sponsors that are very similar to her content right you know what i mean right. she, she, she just did one this week with uh the guy that um uh, uh he has several netflix um uh, shows uh hormone monsters there's um a big mouth is what his first one's called and now they have one called oh, hr yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you're talking about <clears throat> anyway the point he's the guy from the league but anyway the point is is who's ever uh, seen that show dude it was amazing anyway about a football you know what i mean a football league yeah. anyway fantasy football league the point though is she made one this week but she did it with the character she created when she first came up in tiktok so it felt right. very it was sponsored Right. But it, it felt very like her normal content. So I think TikTok allows people to do that kind of stuff. So they're already, you know, they've already made eleven billion dollars. Right. It's it's right. March 21st when we're, you know, or May 21st when we're doing this. They made eleven billion dollars. I have no idea how they did it as far as a consumer right. of their content. Is it Does Nick that make Kroll? Sense? That's, that's who you're talking about. Nick, right? Nick Kroll, Kroll is the guy. Yes. Yeah. Nick Kroll. I no, you're right. I have no clue how. There's a lot of platforms I don't quite understand how they make money. And then when I find out the, how much they're making, I go, pardon? You made how much? So when you just told me right now that they're making TikTok is they turned over a, a $11 billion, I started thinking, so what if they have all of my data? So what if the CCP has all my data? I knew what I knew what I knew to install this and start making freaking TikTok videos about business. I don't. Uh, yeah, I guess you have all my data then, you know? Well, but they all do. That's I, And this is where I get kind of lost. And, and yes, it's a China-based company. And, and there are people that make more out of that than others, right, in their opinions. But as yeah. far as your data is concerned, as far as is what – and this gets into the kind of conspiracy theory that I know Danny likes to dabble in. Look, uh, we live in America in 2022. Everybody has your data. Okay, Listen, everybody has everything about you. You make it sound like I'm you. dabbling in the occult or something. I'm... <laughs> Danny does, by the way. I um, do not. You know, he drinks baby blood after the podcast, and um, I, you know, um... get behind me, Satan. Absolutely <laughs> not. But uh, 
Uh, no, but I, I mean, I think that the more that the, that TikTok does, and you know, the Chinese government owns a piece of this company, by the way. Um, so, well, they own a piece of everything in their country. That's, <laughs> that's what makes true. them unique. Yeah, they own a lot of real estate in America, also. But I'm just saying that, um, the more they can get users to stay, because if they've watched other apps wane, right? They've watched like Facebook is going through right now where there's mm-hmm. people are like, I'm quitting. And people right. are deleting TikTok because Elon Musk might buy it. So, which I think is great. Delete your TikTok. He means Twitter, De- not TikTok, but yes. Yeah, that's what I said. I said Twitter. <laughs> um, Delete your Twitters. But l- let me tell you something. Um, I-, I think that they are... They've done such a good job at making you addicted to staring up this thing. Absolutely. They, there's a, um, I, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a group chat with some friends and somebody accidentally said happy mother's day to someone who does not have a child. And then I called them up and I was like, uh, and she's like, ah, oh, we weren't telling anybody yet, but I was like, she's like, you deserve to know because you figured it out. So I was like, Hey, if TikTok can figure out how to glue you to you, to their app, they deserve your data. They deserve <laughs> to have your personal deepest, darkest information. They deserve it. They earned it. I don't, I don't go that far. I'm just saying they earned it. in 2022, everybody has your data. The United States government That's does. So the Chinese government well, does. Well, the fact is, well, is you're not that interesting. All right. Really, well, any of those untrue. people out there that are going, hey, I don't want anybody to have my data all right all right joe bob okay nobody gives shit that you're herding sheep on your farm outside of arkansas let me but let me just say this much nobody cares about seeing my nudes but if they leaked y'all would look that's all i'm saying (laughs) right if my nudes got out there and i'm not i'm not clicking on that link danny all right i don't give a shit i'm gonna send you i'm gonna send you one of those uh spoof links where you think you're going to open it, it's going to be an article to mm-hmm. a story for the show. It's just going to be like oiled up on an You're going to go all family mattress. guy, all family yeah, guy. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 No, uh, uh, well, look, I, again, to kind of wrap up the story, I think TikTok not only goes into gaming, I think they go into a lot of different things. I think you're going to see unique content to TikTok in the very near future. Of course. Kind of like YouTube did, where they start well, partnering with it, certain people more and more and go, hey, this Snapchat. is where you do it. Right. Right. And Snapchat got into that realm pretty hard. I I think that because there is that connection with Tencent and Tencent owns WeChat and WeChat is this app that you just go. It's basically the metaverse. Right. Right. You click open the app and then you just live in that app because that app is where you chat and you use, um, you know, it's it's like Apple Pay and it does all this other stuff. So you live in WeChat. At least that's what I remember hearing. And I, I can see TikTok slowly morphing into the app of like, hey, instead of like, hey, cash at me, it's like, hey, TikTok, pay me. And it's going to be like, I'm, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to throw my phone away. And again, I've said this numerous times on the show. I will throw my phone away and move into a 
barn dominium in the woods of San Antonio, in the hills of San Antonio somewhere. Well, I mean, will... but forget, forget, look, forget cryptocurrency. Just buy Reddit has this, right? They have, you know, uh, you give people gold, you give people platinum, right? These are all fake coins. TikTok coins are going to be a thing. If they have a game, you if you download any game on this freaking thing right here, how they monetize it is you buying gems, right? Fortnite, yeah, yeah, you yeah. buy skins, you buy whatever, right? right? You're using real money to buy fake money to buy products and whatever it is you find okay. happiness in, right? Whatever right, game, yeah. whatever candy crush you can buy. It doesn't matter, right? That's one of the ways they monetize it. TikTok will do the exact same thing, right? Why not? Yes. Create a gaming TikTok, community, create a currency right. that people then, will buy real money to buy fake. Yeah. Money. And then TikTok will have your banking information. Just another layer for the Communist Party of China just to seep right into our society is they're gonna have your banking information, and then they already have your fingerprint because you know, and your face, your your face scan, right? So right. all they got to do is figure out, hey, does this person has this person ever used twenty three and Me? And then they're gonna build a clone of you, and then they one hundred percent know what you're doing in the bathroom while you're <clears throat> getting at me sitting well, there scrolling through TikTok. I mean, yeah, they, I they, mean they, they they know, all right. I I pulled a FOIA request to see what uh, what my federal file looked like. And uh, let me tell you something in there. It's uh, it's interesting. There's just some interesting stuff in there. So, <laughs> All right, Danny, who's our sponsor for this episode? Our sponsor for this episode is me. AvenueLucky.com is a done-for-you marketing service that I own. Um, you can go to AvenueLucky.com and check out the services that we offer on demand. And you can go uh, check out our in-house projects to learn a little bit more about the other stuff that I do. That's AvenueLucky.com. Uh, this next one, so excited. Right. It's pseudo political, but it's really social. Netflix tells employees they can quit if they don't want to work on content they disagree with, according to new company culture <laughs> guidelines. Now, I love this for a lot of reasons, and this is all long term fallout of Dave Chappelle's special, right. where he talks about things that makes people uncomfortable. And here's I loved it. It was so funny. And um, I love comedy. I, you know, people often think, you know, I, I, uh, I used to be a part of a young adults church group and someone's like, you just say things to like hurt people's feelings. I was like, no, no, I don't think right. Other people I've learned have this filter where they go, right. Well, this hurts somebody's feelings. And I'm a person that believes filters <clears throat> Are for children and women, but not for me. Hey, like, that is not a thought process of Barkett Explainer or the big right. man. Danny Correct. just left women and children as a you know hysterical <laughs> thought process to himself. That is Danny's viewpoint, not ours. But uh, but I, I do believe but, that I do believe in freedom of speech. Obviously, I do believe that comedians. Look, I believe comedians should be able to say anything because that's what comedy right. is. Comedy Correct. should be a mirror of our craziest insanity the way it brings to light the insanity of some of the stupid things that we think right and comedians are people they should be allowed to believe and say whatever they want and that kind of stuff they definitely shouldn't look th this article kind of has a little bit of everything it talks about netflix and their new quote-unquote culture policy but it's got right. elon musk in it elon musk is like hey right. 
part of why Netflix is having difficulty as a company is because of their quote unquote woke content content, which is quote unwatchable by Elon Musk. And we all know he's involved in it, but yeah, it really did start back with his and they, I mean, there was so much so that Netflix, they were organizing a walkout, right? Uh, Joe Rogan went through this with uh, Spotify, right? Right. They were same, very similar kind of thing. But look, again, I don't, I don't get any of it. I, I don't understand why, there needs to be quote unquote cultural guidelines in any company. Well, so here's what, I mean, my generation, the, the millennials and gen X or, or gen, gen the zoomers you know, come after millennials have this. And I would, I'm going to say something pseudo political here, have this, this utopian viewpoint that if someone says something I, they disagree with, then it's it's quote unquote hurtful to society. And let me tell you something. Again, I'm going to say something, and the big man is going to have to give a speech about how it doesn't represent the company or him. It is woke white women who have a problem with literally everything. Again, because Danny, <clears throat> not Mark Explainer, not the big man. Go ahead. I'm just saying it's woke white women because, it, like me and my brown friends, black friends, white friends men you know some of them are left leaning we find a lot of atrocious things hilarious we enjoy watching a lot of content that some people find disturbing and here's what i'll say when i grew up my parents didn't want me watching certain kind of films and it was right. certainly different because they had to take me to blockbuster and rent a movie and my dad would sit there and watch and say eh, this is a rated r film for these reasons for whatever reason, rated R for violence, no problem, right? <laughs> My dad didn't want me watching The Simpsons, okay? Like, yeah, seriously, I, I Bart wasn't Simpson watch... was offensive back in the day, remember? Yeah, like they were, they were. well, I don't remember because that's before well, my time. Yeah, that's true. I anyway. mean, South Park was the offensive thing, but I, I just remember, I, I just think that, you know, I'm still someone who has very traditional values, but <clears throat> I find dirty things funny. And... <laughs> I'm Most not going to stop do. laughing at, and I remember when I openly talked about watching some comedy special at a church thing once, and someone's like, "You watch that? Isn't it inappropriate?" And they were able to quote things from it and telling me it was inappropriate. I'm like, "Hold on, you know the lines from the comedy special, so you saw it too." But I like so like, I, and we've reached this place in our society where it's the horseshoe, where it went from. Again, white evangelical conservative moms saying, my kid can't listen to swear words to now it's the opposite end of the horseshoe where it's like, this is offensive. And it's 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 well, the other group. Of you people. don't let your kids listen to swear words should and, not prevent a company from making content that has swear words. Those right, are two completely different things. So, so there's this phrase in not really my edge of the universe when it comes to politics and social stuff but it's the conservatives and it's get woke go broke and they're like look at all these companies they go woke their stock goes down whatever they lose market share that's not what's happened here with netflix netflix's profitability is up from last year and they've had a couple of scandals there's a couple of movies that came out where even i someone with pretty fast and loose sensibilities go 
maybe we don't need to see 12 year olds twerking right right yeah no that one that that one was to me if they're look again and i believe in businesses doing whatever businesses want to do as long as it's right right you know what i mean i'm fine with and that's um, that borderline. I don't know. To me, I, I don't yeah. know if that one falls on this side of that line. That's that's right. all I'm saying. And, and let me tell you something. I found the content objectionable. Guess what I did? I didn't watch it. Exactly. It was well, the, and so and they. This so is there's why episode. Generation X has this problem. Whether it's the mm-hmm. baby boomers or whether it's you know what I mean millennials, millennials. and and that kind of stuff. Gen Z. This is where Generation X, my generation, has the problem. Is we were exposed to everything all the time. Right. We're right. the latchkey generation. So none of this. We don't give a crap. I just don't watch it. I don't care. Look, yeah, there should not be a policy that says not everyone will agree with what you're working on at work. Right. But we're going to yeah. make it because it makes us money like mm. that is common sense to a generation Xer. Wait a minute. Right. If and, it makes money, we do it. Right. That's it. Right. Period. So and let story. me just say this much. This show that we do here. We couldn't do this if it was two millennials because no. big man is more of a centrist, moderate. Is that a fair mm. assessment? Oh, absolutely. I'm not right. I have some wild ideas and big man will sit there and ask me ideas, ask about my thoughts on something and go, okay, you're, you're nuts. <laughs> that happens but, more often than you think folks. Yes. I am a but, right in the center, dead independent. And I he, think and you're really all stupid is. and nuts. Yeah. And I also think we're all stupid and nuts, but our solutions are so different. But I'm just saying that we're able to do the show because his sensibility and mine is, okay, he's a centrist. Like we have different ideas. It's fine. I don't, it doesn't hurt my feelings because we have a working dynamic that's different. But if it was a millennial who was a centrist or someone left of center Mm -hmm. or even a conservative, they would be like, how dare you think this or whatever? It would never work. But here's the reality is, we, my generation was, and there's one thing I wanted to say. Hey, I love watching Family Guy. I think it's funny. There's a mm-hmm. handful of episodes where they use, they personify Jesus Christ as a character. Yes. And I presume say things that I would find disrespectful. I haven't seen those episodes because I'm not going to watch them. I read the thing, the description, and it says something, something Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to watch it. See, and, and the, see, Danny is exactly the reason why they have to have this policy. Because, see, you, so no, even no, in on. this, no, even in this, Danny is still a millennial. The, even in this, because you're hold like, on. I haven't seen those episodes because I know it has something that bothers me. No, this is what makes you a millennial. This is the no, problem. Generation X, I cannot agree. I can wholeheartedly, and I don't give a crap, but I can not agree about that episode and still watch it and enjoy it for what it is. Right. So my thing is, I don't know that. So I'll I'll, I'll say if there's content that I find objectionable objectionable in other realms of society or it's incorrect in some way, that's less of me being a millennial and that's a personality quirk. Like there was some movie that that you and a bunch of other millennials share. Yes. No, it was a movie that was just about Minnesota. It was took place in Minneapolis, and um, it was it, it was at the Mayo Clinic or something. And I've been to the Mayo Clinic because uh, when my grandfather was now gone, he went there for something, and they had the wrong logo for the Mayo Clinic on the like on the set of the the show. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the wrong look. That bothers me. And in that in that same episode, they used I'm going to a cabin or my cabin. 
if you're from Minnesota, you could have just picked some dick Harry off the street and said, hey, what do you guys say here? We always say the cabin. There's only one cabin. Okay. We're all going to it up north. Right. It's that. But there's thousands of cabins, but we're all going to the cabin. There is no a cabin. I get it. Yeah, I get it. There is only one ditch in Minnesota. Hey, can you. Hey, Bubba, can you come over with your truck? My girlfriend got stuck her Jeep in in the ditch. We don't say a ditch. It's the ditch. I don't know why. That's just what we say. Right. But there's little things like that bother me. But I'm just saying, um, nonetheless, I didn't tweet uh, whatever his name is, uh, Seth MacFarlane, and say, how dare you make an episode about it? Right. The same thing. Somebody did. Somebody did. I'm, I'm sure somebody, somebody did. at Netflix is also complaining about it, which is why they had to change this policy that wow. literally says, I quote in this email, if you find it hard to support our content breath, Netflix right. may not be the best place for you to work. And listen, I love that. I love them going to their employees because there's been this um, pseudo Marxist workers rights revolution that's quietly taking place at companies where we're like companies have to reflect our values it's like hey bubba you're 300 pounds you have a full beard and you're wearing a skirt to work i'm not judging your choices okay you're free to do what you please <laughs> opinions but you, of danny do not necessarily yeah, yeah. reflect big man right? yeah 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 we're gonna have to record that and just make that a uh a button that i press on every, yeah, yeah. But it, listen, I for the same reasons you don't want me bringing my personal, religious, deeply Christian views about a thousand subjects to the office. They don't. They don't need you. And here's the difference: you may not be a religious person, but you got some pretty religious thoughts on if I can call somebody uh, the G word if they're not the G word, and I mean bad. It's just like. I can't, I, and I can't even say it because I, I'm worried we're going to get demonetized. Right. Um, so, and listen, as I said in one of the earlier episodes of the show, or one of the earlier segments of the show, I mean, I have really strong thoughts about using that word to mean bad, and uh, I use it all the time to mean bad. But if it's going to get in the way of making some money, I'm not. Um, but <laughs> Look, this- I, I have a hard time with the the whole the problem, like there are these quote unquote warriors against cancel culture in today's world. The problem with a lot of them is they're shitty people. So I, you That's know, true. like I agree with your topic, but you're a shitty person. So That's I, also true. why do I have to agree with you? Like, yeah, like that, I don't I find want to agree with too. you because you're awful. Um, yeah. but I, I appreciate what you're saying. Um, because I am, I, I fall on that side. I, look, I don't, I don't care as long as it's legal. Yeah. I don't care what content it right. is, whatever. And it, the people, that's the beauty of Netflix or anything. You choose as a consumer what you consume. That's why we're called consumers. Right. And what a company, a company, look, Netflix is not the first company and will not be the last company that may or may not either employ or create crappy content. Okay. Right. They're not. It's been around forever. Companies it's, have it's, been around forever that had crappy employees, create crappy right. products, and the market dictates whether they continue or not. And and here's the reality. Netflix understands as a company, we cannot cater to this extreme. And and if you live in San Francisco, if you live in Chicago, New York, D.C., you live in a bubble. You don't live in the real world the rest of us are living in. Okay, it's a small percentage. 
Yeah. So let me just put it this way. If people saw me and big man sitting down, they would presume, and this happened once with, you know, our first guest, Matt Cox, um, there was a ruckus that had happened at the, you know, at the Capitol shortly after we had him on. And he would have, he presumed that the guy in the cowboy hat was the one who was like, yeah. And the guy, me, was the one who was like, how dare they do that? And instead it was the inverse. <laughs> it was the opposite. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. if you live in San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, you live in a bubble where that idea is reinforced. But if you live in Dallas, Tampa, you know, people who look like me, who think like me, don't always look like redneck white guy in a truck. And so you go, yeah, that's not indicative of society. So they go, hey, listen, when you put that on the screen, it, it's going to appeal to an extremely minute part of the population. Even if someone has left of center politics, they might not want that to be bombarded into their content. They might just want to see, hey, I am not offended if I see a white family on television where it's a mom, a dad, and kids. Because guess what? I, my best friend is a white guy. He has a white wife, and they have white children. It's not this ridiculous content. Well, I want good content. I don't. I don't care yes. the shade of of color that it they doesn't are. Matter I want to me. good content. But, but look, do you think that there may be a part of this where it's like because companies look pay a whole bunch of marketing people right to yeah. keep their image up netflix obviously you and i talked about it a couple of weeks ago right they they had their first lower subscribers in the first quarter um mm -hmm. uh, they just laid off about 150 people wouldn't this be and i'm not saying this is what it is but wouldn't this be a great marketing move that if you thought maybe i need to lay off some more people instead of laying off some more people just to, to say quit. something like this really abrupt hoping that you get another 50 people to quit because they right. just don't agree with whatever this new policy is, well, or they're trying to be the, you know, I want to post on Facebook that I'm quitting my job at Netflix because they're going to have, blah, blah. right. They want to be that, that warrior, right. That social well, media, the social warrior. justice warrior. Well, let me also just add this in. Um, what was I going to say? That's part of what they're doing, but also, Hey, Facebook just came out with a, they had a memo at their office was like, you know, cause there's a, Supreme Court uh, leak, right. and they're saying don't talk about um, the subject of Roe v. Wade in the in the office. Right. Just don't discuss it, and don't put it on the Slack channels or whatever. Hey, I like this notion, and I find this is someone who's anti-political, and part of the you know I'm an anarcho-capitalist, but at the core of that I'm anti-political. I don't like. I just want to run away from it. I don't want to have. Like the part, part of the reason I like my relationship with the big man is we don't have to be political. We can just be two normal Absolutely. guys talking about business. I don't like the idea that politics has ruined watch collecting, right? Because right. three of the magazines I read are printed by liberals. Right. Car, like I, I got to have trans activism at the car show, bro. I just want to see cool cars. Okay. Right. And listen, Cars are a little, you know, they're a little rainbow flag when you get down to it. Like we took the engine out of this thing and put it in that thing. So we're all cutting parts off and welding on new stuff. All, all the right. Time, calm right? down. Captain. All right. <laughs> yeah, Danny always like, loves to go right up to that line and like, yeah. like just rub the sand on the other side of the line <laughs> and just like, you know, it's but, like, don't go over that line. Eh, right, like Danny but, but, loves but, to do that kind of crap. But go ahead. Right. But what I'm saying is I hate that that's happened. 
And then I, listen, I worked in a, the last time I had a real corporate big, big boy job, I worked on a team with all women. And let me tell you something. Mm. I didn't feel free there. And uh, it had nothing to do with being constricted by my hours or whatever, like, you know, having to be in the office somewhere. But it was like, I knew that like, hey, they like to sit down and talk about some reality show about cheerleaders in high school or whatever. And I was like, there's no way for me to discuss this without appearing entirely inappropriate or something. I, I couldn't. So they're like, why don't you watch this show so you can talk about it in our group meeting? <laughs> and all I could think was blast me off of this planet. Like, where's the meteor? We've been promised a meteor by Al Gore for decades. Send the meteor. Like Again, those are the opinions of Danny yes, and the yes, experience yes. of Danny, not of Marcus yes. Lanner, the big man. Look, all of this boils down to the same thing is I, I don't agree that Anybody should be able to tell you, me, or a company what they can or can't do as long as it's legal. And your whether it's your political beliefs, your religious beliefs, or whatever, are yours. No yeah. one else's. Period. And right. Like Danny just said, that was a story that Danny himself has experienced. That yeah. There's a whole bunch of people over there that have, have had a completely different experience yeah. in very all, similar situations. All, all the men in that office <laughs> had that experience. Again. Danny's opinion, not everybody mm -hmm. else's. So I, I don't believe whether it's your religion, whether it's your politics, whatever. And it and it does, like you said, it does bother me that it is infested almost everything, right? You go to a concert and there's somebody out protesting because that country music right. star doesn't, you know, support whales hunting in the Atlantic. Yeah. It, it, uh, whatever it is. I don't right. know. I don't care. The point is, is, is we've gotten so sensitive. And now you talked about it before. You know, you said it earlier. You know what I mean? I don't know whose fault it is. I don't want to blame millennials. I think it's just, right. again, the pendulum that swings in the world. Right? We get too sensitive. We get too harsh. No, we get I, too sensitive. We get too harsh. Yeah. I, uh, I firmly blame... And I've said this for many years. I firmly blame the university system. If you went to a four-year university, you probably need cult deprogramming. Like you probably need to go through one of those online master classes of deprogramming from a cult. You're going. Right? You're blaming the liberal colleges, huh? Well, liberal. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, that's what I think. So, <clears throat> nonetheless, I think this is. You're going to see more companies go. Listen, we need to have a mass appeal and we can't just cut off half the country. Right. And um, we we have to deal with governors and half the country votes in, you know, Republican governors. Just about half the country is, is a red state. And we have to operate in these states and we can't boycott because we're going to end up boycotting consumers. Right. Look, it's just common sense. If your customer likes X, Y and Z, you make X, Y and Z. Period. Right. End of story. That's it. There, there's no place in business for any of this. To me, right. to me, none. Whether it's I religion, politics, it, this wokeism, cancel culture, I do not. If there is money to be made, again, I'm a true capitalist. If there's money to be made and it's legal, then I'll have at it. Period. And this, to me, in the way, again, I'm a Generation Xer, is a non-conversation. This is not something yeah. that should have to be in a handbook. Right. You know what I mean? Because your belief, if you don't like a TV show, you don't watch it. If you don't want to work at a company that makes that TV show, don't work right. there. Work someone right. else. You know what I mean? I, I, and none hey, of this should matter in the least. Right. And on the in the inverse side, it's like I, we're getting we're nearing so close to where I guarantee you there's going to become some someone who comes up with 
there's a software as a service you can go subscribe to right now and start your own thing where you just go buy the rights to all the old movies and old TV shows mm-hmm. where everything was woke. And, you know, I mean, even a show that I like to watch, which was Community, where um, yep. Ken Jeong Love that was, show. Yeah, Ken Jeong was on, uh, was on Community. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode where he dresses up like an elf and uh because they're mm-hmm. playing dungeons and dragons right, right and he's right. wearing full blue makeup right okay that episode isn't on netflix anymore no that one ep- they took that one episode off so um because it got protested but see, like, that's my point is none of that should matter none it shouldn't of that matter, should matter because he wasn't Don't doing it to be racist if that for whatever reason i'm not saying that you shouldn't i'm not even telling you how to feel about it if you want to be outraged because somebody has a blue face or whatever, I, fine. Be outraged about. Yeah. I'm not telling you how to feel. I'm just telling you that that should have zero effect on the business of community being on Netflix. Zero. Right. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Just so, watch it. Because I, I loved that episode because it's funny to me. I tried to go watch it and I was like, oh, it, and then I Google it and I had gotten taken off of. No, um, no, there should Netflix. be zero. And right. I'm sorry, there should be zero parts but, of old school cartoons that should be right. taken out. There should be zero right. parts of Blazing Saddles is still hilarious. It's still listen, hilarious. Just, somebody out there, and maybe it's going to be explainer because some of these things have hit. Um, they've hit. Um, they're already out of. Uh, what is the word? Trademark, not trademark, but wh- oh, whatever production it is. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like it's all. This is already public domain. There's right. a lot of stuff that's going to hit their 50 year or whatever, 25 year public domain mm-hmm. where someone's going to go and put it up on a, on a, on a, a streaming platform with, with ads or something. Cause again, like there was a, there was a war breaking out in Eastern Europe and it's brought to you by Applebee's. So <laughs> if they, if they'll sponsor the war in, in Europe, right. I think we can get them to run ads against blazing saddles. So I think that that's going to pop up and Netflix is preempting that by saying, and you're, there's probably both of what we're saying is correct here. They're going, we laid off 150 employees. Let's see if we can get another 50 to just walk out because that's right. probably what and they're going to And give them nothing is, because they're yeah, walking out. They're, right? they're, no unemployment, no severance, mm-hmm. just get them to, to, to walk out with their thumb up their, their took us. And at the same time, they're, they're, they're going to go in this new direction where, and hey, this isn't the first time this has happened. Several companies have had a base camp, I think was a story that mm-hmm. we covered before. Where they go, I think We're this just is not- just the pendulum swinging the other way. We have spent okay. a couple of years in the quote-unquote woke cancel culture it's where a, a very over finite a amount of people can make decisions for big companies because yeah. they're loud, right? And I think this is just the pendulum swinging the other way so that you know eventually companies go, look, this is too far. Okay, yeah, and we can't we can't let one percent of one percent of people complain, right? And, and, and do anything about it. And there's statistics out there that say something like Zoomers, as compared to millennials, have a tendency to be more conservative. Now we're talking about one or two percent in one direction, but that one right. or two, if you take if you take each group and cut them in half and say it's roughly half, well, that one or two percent now puts them in the majority, and it's simply because, you know, people who were more conservative tended to have more kids. And so just the population swayed that, that way. And the pendulum just tends to swing. And because young people want to be rebellious and, you know, being rebellious now, being then you now get means... into your twenties and then you get into your third. See, this is right. what I, w- I wish everybody could just listen, regardless of the generation, you will learn new things every day. 
Yeah. You will have new you experiences. Should. You should. And you will grow. You will come into contact with things that are good, bad, and or otherwise. Things will happen to you, good, bad, and otherwise. It's why we call it wisdom, not intelligence. Those are two completely different things. And as you grow into your 20s and then into your 30s and then into your 40s, you should become wiser and your thought processes on certain things will change and develop. Yes. What you think, what you, it's part of what frustrates me about people bringing up 10 year old tweets and using them against somebody. That person has grown 10 years since then. Maybe they have a completely different thought perspective, right? Businesses are the same way. A brand new company is going to run differently than once it's been around for 10 years, right? Netflix used to mail DVDs to people for a living. That's what they the still company do. did. They okay. Still do right and now they're netflix right nobody would have yeah. said that back in the day when they were mailing out dvds from god right. knows where right to your house and you had yeah. a whole list of dvds you were never going to watch right because you always wanted everybody wanted the new movie that just came out but the point is it, again companies like people just keep learning keep growing that kind of thing. To me, the the problem with listen, cancel cultures is it forces you not to learn. It forces right, you not to and, confront things that you don't agree with. And if you reject change, you've rejected life. Like life is changed all the time. And if you and knowledge that, and wisdom, yeah. Period. Anyway, so all right, who's our sponsor for this? Uh, this well, section? we don't have we don't have a sponsor for this segment, but we do have a tip of the week. And we uh, <clears throat> we're talking about all this stuff. I just want to remind everybody that facts don't care about your feelings, but the people who control your life care, um, only care about feelings and don't care about facts. That is very true, Danny. Very yeah. true, which, you know, it's not always something I can say about your tips of the week. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll see you next time around.